we are back. We, um, this is Kate Luzio, founder and CEO of Luminary. I'm here with my incredible co-host, Susan Chapman-Hughes. Uh, we, we host every week, Navigating the Work Compass. We've been doing this for a couple of months. We took a bit of a hiatus, uh, wanted to give people some time back in August. We all, all hope you enjoyed some time off, went on vacation. Um, both of us were also dealing with some you know, challenging personal situations, which as leaders, um, that happens and uh, you have to prioritize, right, Susan? Yes, that's right. Uh, and But um, we are back and the world has changed yet again yes, since our last Navigating the Work Compass. In fact, it has changed so much that many of the companies that we had been talking about around putting the stake in the ground, that they were going back to the office and hopefully getting employees back to the office have now changed the goal line yet again and yes. are pushing that return to the office even further out. And so as much as we've talked about the impact and looking at benefits and flexibility for those and how do we look at performance as we're returning to the office, the other challenge we're now facing is we are 19 months into this pandemic. We are closer to year end than ever before. And yes now people have been at home for so long. Um, there's impact on employees, but there's also impact on leaders. So let's get right into it. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I think there's just a couple things to note um, in the marketplace, right? So we're seeing around the globe, uh, about two months ago, we were all talking about the Delta variant and the impact that the Delta variant has had. And we've seen different countries and different um, folks have to deal with this in different ways. Um, certainly, we wouldn't have expected of all things that, you know, in New York, many people will be going back to the office one or two or three days a week. Uh, and in Sydney, they'd be on lockdown again. Yeah. Uh, and so <laughs> to Kate's point, you know, we really recognize that everyone's really struggling with the back and forth. But today, we really wanted to spend time for you all as leaders to help you think about things that you need to do to navigate through these crazy times. So... How about I just kick it off a little bit by, you know, talking about my own experience as a leader over the last um, couple of, you know, a year and a half, if you will. As you both know, you know, Kate and I, you know, made big career changes and done other things in the last couple of years. And what we found is that people have continued to come to us uh, for advice on what to do. And the, the first thing that I would tell you is that having the right mental fortitude and the right mental um, uh, perspective of self-care has really made a big difference for me and for many of the leaders that I've spoken to, because it's really difficult when you're trying to navigate all of the things that are going on around you. And, um, you know, it's really hard to really come in to work and do be focused and do the things that you need to do if fundamentally you're really struggling because yeah. this is just hard, right? Uh, and so some of the things that I think have been very helpful for me as a leader uh, of many groups is, first of all, blocking out time for myself throughout the week. And so being very purposeful and specific about that and then being purposeful and specific about how I feel that time. <laughs> um, and so, you know, one of the things that uh, has, you know, kind of like escapes a lot of people's minds and. Um, certainly I had put off for a long time is I have actually been going back to my doctor's appointments, mm. um, which I have found to be incredibly helpful for me just to be centered, to make sure that I'm taking the best care of my body. 
and also just trying to get as much exercise as I possibly can. Now that's much easier because I have a five-year-old and I have to run after her uh, and do all those things. But those are just a couple of things that I've been thinking about that I've needed to do over the last several months to stay centered. And so Kate, you know, you've obviously got a big team uh, over at Luminary now. It's grown so much. How have you, like as a leader, helped yourself stay centered and prepared for the things that have come? You know, it's really interesting. And uh, I have to kind of call myself out on the mat on this, right? I talk so much about everyone else and and sort of, I'm, I don't think, Susan, that I have been practicing what I'm preaching. Okay. And, and and it's hard to kind of share that, right, with, a, with an audience. But I think it's also important because I have been so focused on, you know, go forward, the company, our community, the corporate members that we have. And I do think from a, a leader standpoint, I've probably not practiced a lot of self-care. Uh, I think over the last two months, and I think part of this is just conversations with friends like you, that it is so important. It's to the detriment of my team and my leadership if I don't actually invest in my own self. So for me, one of the things that I did over the summer, and I don't even think anyone even knew this, this is how kind of non-important it was, every Friday I stopped working by three. Mm -hmm. And I gave myself consequences Oh, wow. I did it. And that became if I went past three on a Friday, the next week I had to add time. So then oh, it would be okay. two or one. And people that know me, I don't I like to work. Right. So things like that uh, were really important for me. Boundaries. And I I don't think I've really properly ever set those. Um, and then other things within my team, just from a leadership style. I'll go, go, go. It's my business, right? So I can be working 24 hours a day, but now holding off on weekends, I'll write all my emails that I want, but they sit in my outbox and I don't send them until Monday. Sounds like a small thing. That's actually a big deal. Just it is. And it's a big deal for the team, but also me mentally. Yeah. Um, to just also, even if I'm working and that's my prerogative, I don't demand anyone else work on the weekend. I like to get stuff out of the way, but just that little mental switch to me actually yeah. has helped incredibly of taking some pressure off, not only my team, but myself. Yeah. And you've been um, having lots of roundtables with the various constituents of your clients. Um, lots of big names who you've in part, been in partnership with. What are the leaders saying to you? What, what are you hearing from them around the things that they're struggling with? Yeah, it is, you know, I feel like because the goal line ha continues to move for a lot of companies, uh, they are, they're exhausted, right? Yeah. They're exhausted with the back and forth. They're exhausted with the lack of communications, um, you know, at some organizations, yeah. they're exhausted with a lack of clarity, right? I think people are just there. They are, they want to create some type of normalcy. And it's interesting, we, we'll, we'll see it where, oh my gosh, you're in an in-person meeting and how much of a big deal that is, but also recognizing that not everyone can do that five days a week. So mm -hmm. I do think that companies are increasingly aware of how mentally this is impacting their staff. Um, and it's not just about giving your staff an, a, a subscription to, a mental health call, headspace, yeah. because if you don't give them the capacity to actually use it, then it doesn't mean anything. So right. I think companies, you know, to kind of to kind of round it out, they're looking at creative ways to continue to engage employees where it's not lip service. Um, mm -hmm. And 
and interesting kind of creative ways of getting employees together without necessarily being physical, physically together. Yeah. So, but it is definitely, you know, every single conversation, every round table, it's this, how do we get ideation back? Yeah. We get, you know, collaboration and more importantly, just camaraderie. Yes. You know, it's interesting as you talk about that, because one of the things that I've, I've heard from a lot of people is um, this whole, uh, a bit of anxiety about coming back together with groups of people, right? So many companies are now mandating vaccines. Yes. And so, you know, my own personal opinion is I think that's a good thing uh, because I think that, you know, it just helps people um, know where they stand. I also know that in respect, the fact that, you know, some people struggle with that and that's something that, look, I don't think that's any different than any other big decision that's been mandated by companies uh, for people. But there is a sense of an anxiety for folks as they come back together. And it isn't just driven by the virus, right? Um, it is also driven by the norms and the changes that they have had in their lives. You know, we talked about some of the personal challenges that we had. You know, we had a death in the family that was very close to us. We also have had a transition of childcare, which, you know, seems on its face to not be that big of a deal. But as I've talked to all the working moms out there, they're like, oh my God, I had to go through that too. It's the worst thing ever. Because in many cases, the moms are actually the main caregivers. And if they're not the main caregivers, they're still the ones who have to figure out what's going to happen. So trying to interview new babysitters slash nannies and make sure they get to where they are and you know, not having that work out in the midst of everything else takes a lot of energy. And so I'm finding that a lot of people are having anxiety just around, well, how will I ensure that my kids are going to be okay? Yeah. How will I ensure that, you know, that elderly parent that I've been able to stay home with for a very long time um, is now going to be okay, that they're going to be at home by themselves or, you know, so I, I think that, listen, if you are a leader and you're finding yourselves in that situation, I would highly suggest that you really take a, some time to just settle, <laughs> inhale and exhale first, yeah. right? Because it does cause a lot of stress. And then ask yourself, how much of this do you need to do? And how much can you ask other people to do? And not be afraid to say, hey, listen, I really would love to participate in X or Y or Z, but unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to because my family situation precipitates me not being able to do that. You know, I'll give a great example. We're in the middle of transitioning our childcare. Mm -hmm. And so essentially, because my husband is going back to the office a few days a, work, a week and I'm working from home, I'm having to work my schedule to do drop off and pick up. Right and run to activities. And let me tell you, I have a whole nother level of respect for caregivers who do this stuff. I mean, as parents, we think it's so awesome to sign our kids up for all this stuff, but um, <laughs> the actual process of getting them there, whoo, it's no joke. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so, but what I've done is I've said to people who've said, hey, look, I really would love to meet with you. It's like, look, I have to meet with you between the hours of nine and two because those are the times that will give me the flexibility to not have to worry about, um, you know, trying to take a call while I'm in the middle of gymnastics or while, you know, I'm trying to get her to piano lessons or whatever. And so I think, and people have said, you know what, actually, thank you so much for letting me know, because 
um, you know, I've got two employees on my team who've been struggling with this and I know they've been struggling with it. And I'm actually going to go to them and say, hey, look, is there a better solution that we can work with you to make this easier for you? And so I would just say, leaders, check in with your people and make sure that, you know, you, you know what's happening with them and you give them grace and you give them flexibility to be able to handle the situations that they need. Uh, because I believe that the leaders who do that are the ones who are going to win. I They're agree. Who are going to have the followership. They're the ones because people right now are really remembering how they've been treated by their leaders. And if they feel like you're not treating them well, they are not going to stick around. <laughs> right? I agree. I mean, I, I've said this in the past, right? We, we think about the, the reckoning from last June and, and the consumer uh, being able to vote with their dollar, right? Um, yes. Employees are voting with their feet. And and by the way, let's be clear, not everyone is resigning and going to work on their own and launching businesses. There are a lot of people, but they're resigning and going to other firms and other mm -hmm. companies that are attracting them and valuing their contribution and looking at flexibility. I'm amazed when I see companies that we work with uh, you know, the new benefits that they're offering. And it's not just a limited, you know, PTO. It's actually really looking and caring about their employees. I'll, I'll give you one other example. Um, I was talking to a woman recently, a member who works at a big advertising agency, and her child was was a toddler when this started. Mm -hmm. Had a ch child care, nanny, au pair, whatever the situation was, didn't really have to worry necessarily about when the start time was for... Uh, work. So now her daughter's in school, actually going to school, not on a screen. And her company really hasn't reflected that. And so meetings are starting early mm. and she's trying to get her kid to school. And yeah. so what was really unique, Susan, what she said to me was, you know, six months ago, I could understand this whole thing that working moms were talking about and the school thing, but I didn't really, really appreciate it until I was in it. And yeah. oh my gosh, how much of an impact it is. I can't make morning meetings. Um, yeah. I have to go pick up my daughter sort of in the you know late afternoon and making sure my boss and my clients understand that is easier said than done. No doubt, no doubt. Um, but I also think it says a lot about the people that you do business with if they are supportive of that. And I just, I, we're just gonna continue to see a sea change of people who are looking to push you know, across the globe, there are these start stops, start yeah. stops. Um, as you noted at the beginning of the conversation, there's lots of fatigue. Uh, and so um, let's talk about like, what are tips we can share with people? We've shared a few, but let's kind of coalesce them on a list. And so for those of y'all who are watching live and for those of y'all who will watch later, take this list and share it with your friends and say, okay, look, okay, we because you know, we're all feeling it. And as soon as you bring up the topic, People go, oh, yeah, I definitely feel the same. Oh, my God, I can't believe you said, you know, because I've been, you know, fill in the blank. Um, so what are a couple of tips that you would give uh, people in terms of managing themselves through this start and stop that continue could continue for quite a while? You know, first thing I would say, it's kind of back to what I said about myself is setting these boundaries, right? No one could have predicted we would still be in this. And so I think boundaries have blurred. Everyone knows this between work, home, your life is, is sort of all, all in one. So this boundary setting is going through and really looking at what are those boundaries you need to set on a daily basis, even on a weekend basis, right? If, if you feel like you're overworking, 
then you need to set those boundaries and stop working at a certain time on a Friday and start working again on Monday. Okay, maybe it doesn't happen like that every single week, but boundaries are important. I think the other thing is going through your week. Just take a look at any given week. What meetings can be removed, right? Yeah. A lot of us have meetings just for the sake of meetings, especially work if you work at a big company. I hate right. saying that, but a lot of it's job preservation. So right. let's go through and say, okay, what meetings can I remove? What meetings are important? Can these be bi-weekly? Like really taking a hard look at your schedule is so important for the mental health and also your productivity, right? And we've talked about this with Kim Seymour, who was on from WW, managing by outcomes, not yes. by activity. And yes. if we're asking our leaders to look at us like that, then leaders also must look at themselves like that. Yes. So I'm going to add one that uh, becomes a little bit personal, which is like really um, think about the people who are personal to you in your life. So some of you all might have kids. Some of you all might be married. You might have a spouse. You might have a significant other. You might have parents. Like who are those people in your circle? And really think about like, what do they need from you? Um, because as much as we have experienced change over the last year and a half, they have too. And so the thing that we know is that people have a hard time dealing with change. And you might see like your kid's behavior being different as a result of the experiences that are going on. You're like, wait, what's going on? This is not predictable anymore. Um, or you might see like, you know, um, you need to key into the, your parents' health issues or whatever. But take some time and like really just take a stock of what do they really need and then do the analysis of, okay, well, what do they need from me versus what can I get some help with to help support that? Because, you know, like, I don't know if you're like me, my natural inclination is to try to do it all myself. And yeah. I know I'm not the only person who does that, um, especially when it comes to home stuff. And so, but you realize that you really don't have to be the person to, to do that. I just recently you know, cried uncle and called my aunt and said, look, I really need some help. Can you please come back? And she was like, I would love to come back. So um, <laughs> I think, that, yeah, right. And so I think you you have to be mindful of like, what are those things? Um, and do the same thing for your team, right? And again, this requires you to check in with them, be authentic with them, share with them like how you are like maybe need their help to do something and then be of service to them and ask them what they may need. Yeah. I, it's really the, the team component and dynamics, you know, we've, we've been, we've all been focused on making sure our teams are okay. Uh, now making sure we're okay as leaders. You know, one of the things that, um, and I'll, and I'll, I'll share, I was in a, uh, I was in a board meeting and um, it was actually a committee meeting of one of the boards that I serve on. And we hadn't gotten, we have not gotten together in you know, more than two years. We've been on these Zoom calls and uh, the credit to the organization, um, the, the head of the committee at the, at the organization said, you know what? There's only about eight of us on this. Um, we're gonna start the meeting differently. And so, okay, let's go. You know, we're all like, let's go, let's go, let's go. And he, they said, we want you to share what's made you bloom this past year and what's made you wilt. Mm. And uh, Susan, to be honest, I, I'm sure I rolled my eyes like under the Zoom and said, oh my gosh, like I don't have time for this. And all of a sudden they're like, all right, Kate, you're going first. Right. <laughs> and you know what? It was the best meeting of my day. Number yeah. one, 
I actually shared and I, I shared what those experiences were. And it was really remarkable listening to the other board members yeah. as well as the staff members around how they were feeling. And you know what? It took 15 minutes, maybe, uh, if that. And I think we all felt a little bit of re-energized that we could take a breath. It didn't have to just be going into that agenda. Yeah. And, you know, one simple thing, and you don't have to do that for every meeting, but if you are managing teams and you have a regular cadence of meetings, adding something like that into yeah. it, where everyone's able to share, not just the one-on-one, -on -one, which is important, but yeah. so people know how we're feeling and what's bothering yeah. us. I love that. I, I love the, so it's what what made you bloom and what made yeah, you- What made you wilt. Yeah, what made you wilt. I mean, I, I love that. And that also just helps you get a real accounting of like how you're feeling about things that are going on around you. Um, the other um, thing that I would add to the conversation is just things that bring you joy. Yes. Uh, because it's been really hard and a lot of people have really had a hard time like really figuring out like, well, oh my goodness, like I'm so tired all the time. I don't have the energy to try to do anything. But um, come up with a list of things that bring you joy. Come up with five things that you really love. And then ask yourself, how much of your time are you incorporating into doing the things on your joy list? And I think it will absolutely help you just have different perspective. You know, a lot of things are opening back up again. Broadway's open again here in New York. Uh, you know, and if, you know, you feel comfortable being able to go back into that setting, then by all means, go get you a ticket to go to Broadway. I know they'd appreciate the revenue uh, yes. and you'll be able to, you know, go back and reimmerse yourself into something that takes you away um, for, from being able to, to focus on, you know, the, the harder things in life. So definitely get yourself a joy list and ask your teams to get joy list as well and then figure out what you can all do together. Right. Uh, you know, some people are able to come back together. And even if it's still virtual, you know, leverage some of these like downtimes of like non work related things right. like you talked about that give you an opportunity to create more connection with each other. Yeah, it's interesting. The connection piece. I mean, we're still hearing, you know, we're almost two years into this that, oh, it's really hard to network. It's really hard to connect. I don't like the screen. And, you know, I've given these tips before, but I, I, I will never stop doing it. Number one is if you're on a Zoom, whether it's internal or external, say hello in the chat. Yes. Introduce yourself, especially if it's colleagues or people that you don't know. Who are you? Where do you sit? What do you do? People read the chat. Number two, take a picture of the screen. Um, we have gotten so used to not being in events. I think it's going to be interesting as events come back and we're seeing it yeah. with our hybrid events. People are like, uh, uh, do I shake your yeah. hand? Do I say hello? Exactly. Right? Um, take a picture because it allows you to go back, maybe not that exact moment, and say, you know what? Susan said something really incredible. I really would love to connect to her. Now I have context. Yes. Um, I spoke last week, I think it was last week, my days are still run together at the um, the Wall Street Journal Women in the Workplace event. And it was on a lot of these topics. And I said that on the, on the session and I was amazed at how many women in a very appropriate professional way reached out to me on LinkedIn and just said, thank you for telling me that. I, I just haven't been doing that and I felt a loss of connection. Yeah. I think the other thing is when you are in a space, when you are somewhere, if it's an event, if it, I challenge you to actually reach out to someone and introduce yourself. We've yeah. forgotten how to do that, right? Mm -hmm. And so we do that at Luminary every day for those of the people that are in the space or even on, on, on our virtual community. I say, introduce yourself. 
just walk up to someone and say, yeah. hi, this is who I am. Um, how are things for you? And also, you know, um, use your gifts and the platforms like Luminary and others to share with others. I mean, you guys were so gracious to have me on your kind of moment. Um, and it was such a phenomenal experience of spending time with, you know, people who really had real issues that they were trying to solve. And so um, I actually walked away learning a lot from the experience from being there. And I'm sure that other people would. So there's lots of other platforms that you can take advantage of to be able to do that. No, and I will, let me, you know, kind of shameless plug for Su Susan, your, we kicked off the fall with uh, mentoring moments. We have them one to two times a month and everyone, every single person that came off of that was like, holy shit, she's amazing. Um, oh my God, I learned so much. Oh, she gave me real tips. And so those are really important. And you know what? You don't have to join for the full hour. You can join these things for five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever you have in your schedule. Uh, and, you know, I think it's so important too for our, for leaders to carve out time where they are giving back in those ways. Not everyone has managed through crisis. You and I managed through financial crisis, right? Yeah, you have managed exactly. through September 11th. Exactly. Every leader has gone through yeah. things like that. So it's important that we also um, listen and learn, but give back in those situations. Yes. All right. So we're coming up to time. Uh, we appreciate you all coming back with us. We're going to be back here trying to be back here every Wednesday. Uh, we won't always be live, but we certainly will be pre-recorded and it will drop at noon on Wednesdays. We've got some great guests coming up in the next couple of weeks. We've got uh, one guest that's going to come talk about her own personal experience of having to become essentially a stay-at-home mom and how she really struggled with that and like how she's actually making the pivot. She's really phenomenal. She's a publisher uh, and an editor. We also have um, two wonderful women that I know extremely well who are going to come on and talk about just like how to make yourself feel really good about having to go back to the office. So how do you have a fresh face, how you have a wardrobe? What are some of the things that you can do to make things just give you the confidence to feel good about showing up uh, in person? And then we've got other guests that from other, we've got a few CHROs and others who are going to be coming to join us. And so we hope that you will continue to join us share this link, send it out to everybody, let them know that Navigating the Work Compass is back and we are happy to be with you all. Susan, so good to see you this week. Uh, and uh, everyone, thanks for joining. I say this, I say this on every single thing that I host at Luminary or elsewhere. Please stay safe and stay healthy. It is not just about you, it's about everyone around you. And uh, there is a light at the tunnel somewhere. We just have to get to it and we can only do that together. So That's thanks nice. everyone. Have a great rest of the day. Take care. See you next week. <laughs>